Welcome to the Breezy Babies podcast where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 35, The Journey of Breastfeeding. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hey there, friends. So glad to connect with you today. This is the craziest thing I had a whole idea set out for a podcast episode today. And I also set aside time to record my podcast. And I just came down to my little makeshift office in the basement. Now, I'm not in my closet today, down in my basement, in uh, the closet in the basement. <laughs> that sounds really creepy. It's not as creepy as it sounds. Um, and I went to push record getting ready to push record. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to talk about what I had set up to talk about. I think I'm just gonna wing it and go with something brand new altogether. (laughs) So the topic that I set aside, we will come back to later um, because it's maternal mental health. And I know that so many of you are so interested in learning more about that. But I just didn't feel like it was the right week to talk about that. And I even have some experts lined up to talk more on that topic in the future. So maybe it's just right for them to talk about it instead of me talking about it. (laughs) So what I decided to talk about today was the journey of breastfeeding. And this is something that you have written in to me about and asked for me to talk about. And I'm really excited. I think this is going to be a really great episode because what I find so often is that moms are really nervous. Families are really nervous about the unknowns of breastfeeding because it's a very, it's a very dynamic relationship, right? You are figuring out breastfeeding for the first time or even just for a new baby. If it's your second baby, your third baby, your fourth baby, whatever it is, this is a new baby. So it's a new breastfeeding relationship. So you're figuring it out. Your baby is figuring it out. And it seems like as soon as you kind of like get a handle on things, then something changes, right? (laughs) Your baby grows up, goes through a developmental milestone, maybe goes through a sleep regression, maybe you go through mastitis or some sort of sickness. And I get messages all the time from families all over the world, literally all over the world that say, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. Like this new thing popped up in my breastfeeding relationship. I don't know how to handle this. I don't know how to work through it. So I thought it'd be fun to kind of go through the journey, the evolution of breastfeeding. Normally I have a lot of notes written out, but that's not today. I'm just, I'm just totally going for it today. 
Um, by the way, if you are listening to this, my personalized pumping plans should be open. If you're on my email list, you already know this. You are already in the know because I always let my email crew know the first of anything new that's happening with me and my business. So hopefully they are still available. Last time I opened up my pumping plans, um, in just a few days, I got so many orders that I had to close the cart because there was, I just, I couldn't keep it up. I personalized each and every pumping plan. Um, and I've made them even bigger and better than before. I've added more to it, recorded some new videos. Um, they're just so good. So if you are returning to work, if you're pumping in any way, a pumping plan is going to be so helpful for you. But the real sweet spot for getting a personalized pumping plan is when your baby is about two to three weeks old and you know that you're going to be returning to work at let's say 12 weeks that's when it seems like that's when most families return to work is at about 12 weeks but it could be sooner could be after that um but if that sounds like you you got to get yourself a personalized pumping plan. I would love to make one for you. And if you have any questions, you just email me after I send it to you and I make sure that you're feeling 100% good, 100% confident. So I'm really hoping they're still open when this podcast drops so that you can grab one. If not, you just get on my email list and I'll let you know the next time I open them. You guys are awesome. Thank you always for supporting me, supporting my business. It's so funny. A job like this takes a lot of time and focus. And sometimes as a mom of three kids, I feel like, why do I even have a business? Is it right that I'm taking time away from my family? Is it right that I'm not very good at getting my house clean during the week because I'm busy recording podcasts and sending off personalized pumping plans and putting together content for my Instagram. And, you know, sometimes I have to check myself and check my own mom guilt as well. You probably remember that episode from, I think, two weeks ago. <clears throat> so just so you know, I go through it I go through it as well. It's hard for me to find the right balance in my life. Um, but I know that my, where I should be right now is helping you. And I know that in the end, that's going to be really great for my kids as well, because what I've noticed is that they see their mom running a business and figuring things out and getting frustrated sometimes and just still moving on anyway, still moving forward. And they see that I am helping people in my life. And even though it's really hard, I think that they can see the good in that. And already my 10 year old, she's always trying to start a business. She recently made this, made copies. She wrote out this whole thing, how she wanted to make pictures for people. So she made all these copies and dropped them off on neighbor's doorsteps and said, Hey, you bring me a picture, any picture you want, drop it off on my doorstep with your address and I'll draw it for you. And I'll bring it back to your house. And it was so funny because she only had two people take her up on her offer. I think she only ended up 
dropping off, off to like five houses. So, <laughs> so it's pretty good that she got two orders and she had only asked for 25 cents a photo. So it was kind of funny because one family ordered two and then the other family um, ended up paying her a dollar for her work. So in the end she made like a dollar 50 and it was so funny because she did all this work. She was she was drawing these pictures and then taking it and dropping it off. And towards the end, she got really frustrated. She was like, I, I just don't want to do it anymore <laughs> because, you know, she wasn't really making as much money as she thought she was going to, you know? And I was like, listen, sis, you, you know, promised these people a product. You gotta, you gotta deliver on it. And she did it. And it's just so fun to see her wanting to build a business as well. So, you know what, even through the hard days, I know my kids, I'm the right parent for them. And let me tell you that you are the right parent for your child as well. Whatever you're going through, when it feels really hard, when it feels like maybe you're not doing the right thing, you know what, you are doing the right thing and you're trying your best every day. And that is all that matters. All right. <laughs> Enough about that. Are you ready to talk about breastfeeding? Let me take you through the journey of breastfeeding. So let's start from the very beginning. Okay. Back when you first are pregnant, did you know that you start making breast milk around your second trimester? Okay. It's around about 16 weeks. So that's pretty early on in pregnancy that your body starts making colostrum. Now, I had someone message me recently and she said, what's colostrum? I don't know what that is. So I'm going to be really clear in this episode and just break everything down. Colostrum is your first milk. It's your baby's first feeding. It's almost like um, their first immunization as well. So what it is, is um, it is packed with protein. And there's not a lot of volume to it. It just comes out drop by drop by drop. It's thick. It's yellow. It's kind of sticky. Um, it looks a little bit different than you might expect your breast milk to look like. Now, your body is so smart because it starts making colostrum around 16 weeks. And it is just sitting there in your breast ready to go. Now, there's not a whole lot you have to do with it at this point, but starting around 37 weeks, you can choose to start hand expressing and saving that colostrum if you wish. You totally don't have to. And I would um, advise you to check with your healthcare provider first because you would not want to hand express or do any sort of nipple stimulation if your doctor is really nervous about you going into preterm labor. If you have any risks associated with that, you would not want to do hand expression. But for a lot of you, this could be a good option. You could start practicing what it feels like to hand express, the right place to put your fingers, because this is something that you got to learn. You got to kind of find that sweet spot on your own body. If you don't know what I'm talking about with hand expression, you hold your breast with a C shape. You kind of go in towards your chest wall and you bring your fingers together behind your areola. That's the darkened area around your nipple. And you'll see one tiny little drop of colostrum start to form on your nipple. If you see milk starting to come out, you are doing it right. If you want to see this in action, just go to my Instagram page, Breezy Babies, and 
you can actually see it if you're more of a visual learner, because I know it's kind of hard to understand when I'm just describing it <laughs> on a podcast like this. So so you you have your colostrum, right? You are going to you're going to know that it's there and ready to go. Maybe you start saving it at 37 weeks. Um, especially if you are gestational diabetic or if you have had small babies in the past or think that your baby might be on the small side this time around, it could be really good to have some of that colostrum ready to go on hand so that if your baby needed to be supplemented or had trouble latching in the beginning and needed a little something to perk her up so that she could be more interested in eating, then Oh my gosh, you're going to blow your hospital staff away when you pull out that little container of breast milk. (laughs) They are going to be so impressed with you. I really love the Hakka colostrum containers. And if you go to their website, you can use Breezy10 for 10% off. That is an affiliate link, which means that I get a very small percentage (laughs) every time that you use that link. But hey, if you're going to get one, you might as well get 10% off, right? So you have your colostrum. It's ready to go. Um, Some have asked how to store it. So chances are that you're going to want to put it in the freezer. Unless you know for sure that you're going to be delivering and needing it in the next couple of days, I would just put it in the freezer because I like to follow the 446 rule. That means your breast milk is good for about four hours at room temperature, about four days in the fridge, and about six months in the freezer. So if you put it in the freezer, you're going to use it within the next six months, right? (laughs) And then when you're heading out the door to the hospital or the birth center, wherever you're delivering, you can just grab those out of your freezer and have them ready to go. Just so you know, if they do thaw out, you do want to use it within 24 hours. Okay, so we feeling good? Feeling good about colostrum? That is all your baby is going to eat in those first couple of days, just tiny little drops But that is all that your babies need because her stomach is going to be so small, so tiny after birth. It's about the size of a shooter marble or a grape tomato. So those little drops of colostrum are the perfect first food for your baby. Like I mentioned in the beginning, it's not just giving your baby all those really important calories, protein, fat, But it also is passing through antibodies to your baby. Kind of think of it like your baby's first immunization. It is so good. It's so protective for your baby. It almost coats your baby's gut, almost like you'd put up a paint primer. It is so protective for your baby. They have actually done studies. Um, If a baby just gets one bottle in those first couple of days, it totally breaks down that good protective coating that the colostrum has done for your baby. And it takes weeks to build that back up again. So, you know, of course there's times when formula could be needed, but hey, if you already have your colostrum on hand ready to go, then you could just give your baby that, especially if your main goal is to exclusively breastfeed. That can really help you to crush your goals. Okay, so those first couple of days, you're giving your baby colostrum, perfect first food. Over the next couple of days, by about day five, you're going to start to feel more fullness in your breasts. (laughs) And it's so, your bodies are so smart, you guys. They know that over those first few days, your body is going to start, your baby is going to start needing more milk. So your milk increases in volume 
exactly as your baby's stomach increases in size. They work perfectly together. So the best thing you can do in those early days is to just feed frequently. Anytime that your baby shows any interest in the breast, you just bring them to the breast and offer it. Even if your baby just opens their eyes and looks around, that's an early sign of hunger. Frequent, frequent feeding will put in a great order for your milk supply. Okay. So we get through that first month. Your baby is now latching well. You don't have to try 20 to 30 times to get one good latch. And you're like, okay, we're starting to figure things out here. We're working it through. Things are finally starting to click. Okay. At about three months of age, your supply is going to kind of regulate. Your body's going to kind of figure things out. A lot of moms at this point don't leak breast milk as much. Maybe they don't need to wear breast pads as, as often. Um, maybe if you were using a haka to catch your breast milk while you're breastfeeding, one of those little collectors that suctions onto your breast, you might find that after three months, you're not really getting much in there at all. Maybe you feel like your breasts aren't as engorged as often. They just feel a little bit softer listen, this is all normal. (laughs) Everything's working as it should. And you're going to feel so confident when you look down at your baby's chunky, chunky rolls. I have literally helped families who think, oh my gosh, I don't think my baby's getting anything. I don't think that they're feeding well. And I'm looking at this baby sitting on their lap with the biggest, chunkiest rolls who is exclusively breastfed. (laughs) And I'm thinking, oh, I think your baby's, I think your baby's getting something. Um, There's definitely some good stuff going in there because you got some chunky rolls on this cute baby. So what you're going to be watching for is that your baby's still swallowing at the breast. Your baby's having good wet and poopy diapers throughout the day. Your baby is following her growth curve in, um, She's gaining weight and increasing in length every time you go to the pediatrician's office. All of these things are going to be telling you, they're just little signs, right? Little signs that's telling you, hey, you're doing great. Your supply is great. Everything is great. (laughs) There's no reason to think that your breast milk is gone. Okay. So if you're seeing those things, feel super confident. You're still doing great. Um, let's move on down the path to about four to five months when your baby gets distracted. Okay. All of a sudden you're breastfeeding and there's a noise behind you and your baby whips off the breast and looks behind and then isn't suddenly interested in feeding anymore. And you're like, what the heck you ate for one minute. You cannot be full. (laughs) It's a really common age for babies to get distracted. Okay. So sometimes you have to get a little bit creative. Maybe you don't breastfeed during the day in a really busy room. Maybe you go to a dark, quiet room where you can just keep eye contact with your baby and ensure that you're hearing those good swallows and that they're getting a full feeding in. Maybe if that's not a possibility, you breastfeed your baby in a more upright position so she can still kind of look around and see the world without becoming unlatched. Even at this point, you can breastfeed your baby while she's in a carrier or a sling and you can move around the house and have your hands free, especially if you have other kids. This is a lifesaver. So get creative with your positioning, where you breastfeed at. Just know that your baby's main source of nutrition for the entire 
entire first year of her life is breast milk. Okay. So just because your baby's distracted doesn't mean that she doesn't want your breast milk. It just means that she is a completely normal, healthy baby who is interested in her surroundings. She's interested in learning about new sounds and new things that are going on. And she's developing just the way she should. So it's not that she doesn't want your breast. It's not that she doesn't need breast milk anymore. It's just that she is a natural, just distracted baby. (laughs) And that happens. So you know what? Just keep offering the breast frequently. Even if your baby's eating more frequently throughout the day and their shorter sessions, just offer the breast frequently and you're going to be just fine. Okay. Let's move forward to six months when you can choose to start introducing solids. Now, I'm not going to go into all the specifics of how you know that your baby is ready for solids, but generally it's great to wait till at least six months. But, you know, you can even wait past that if your baby isn't quite showing those signs of being ready for solid foods. Now, I already mentioned that your baby's main source of nutrition is breast milk in the first year of life. So here's what's really important breast milk first, solids second. Always breast first, solid second. So if it's lunchtime, offer the breast. And then if your baby wants to have a snack, a meal, whatever, then your baby can kind of play and experiment with the foods. But that is not going to be the main source of her nutrition. So again, if your baby's getting distracted Um, really loving the solids, just know (laughs) that still offer the breast frequently because what I see happen sometimes is parents who say, oh, they just don't want to breastfeed anymore. They just want solids. And then they go to their pediatrician's office and things aren't looking good with their baby's weight gain. They're not getting enough breast milk. And at that point, a mom's supply has gone down and she doesn't have as much breast milk. And so maybe she needs to supplement with formula now. Now, again, supplementing with formula can be a great option for a lot of families. But if your goal is exclusive breastfeeding, then I just want to give you that heads up now so that you um, can still meet your breastfeeding goals, whatever those look like, your breastfeeding goals, your pumping goals. I just want to make sure that you are still staying on track. All right. Are you feeling good? One last thing. Um, how often re- will your baby eat? The first six months, your baby's going to be eating frequently. The good thing is, is that feeds get a little bit shorter. Generally speaking, your baby gets more efficient as she grows up. But your baby still eats frequently throughout the day. Past six months, your baby could still be eating eight to 12 times a day. That's totally normal. Other babies past six months will only eat, only breastfeed or have a bottle four to five times a day, but they take in more volume with every feed. If you're not sure how much your baby should be getting in a bottle, if you are not sure, um, how often to offer the breast, um, then a personalized pumping plan would be perfect for you so that you're feeling confident with how much your baby should be getting in 24 hours and how much your baby should be getting with each feeding. Okay. So there you have it. Oh, to add a little bonus here, one more bonus past one year, you have no schedule. You can do whatever you want. If breastfeeding is going great, then keep on going. There's no reason to wean. There really doesn't make sense to say like, oh, breast milk is no longer the right 
food for your baby, you should wean and give another animal's milk instead. (laughs) If breastfeeding is going well, then keep on going. You can breastfeed as little or as much as you want after that year. It's so nice. All the pressure's off. You just, you could do it in the morning and night. You can breastfeed when your baby falls down and gets a little owie on her knee for comfort. You can do whatever you want. The sky is the limit. All right. So how are you feeling? You feeling good about your baby's breastfeeding journey? I would love to hear from you. If you are enjoying this podcast, I would not only love to see you show up in my DMs on Instagram. I love it when I get those, but I also would so appreciate if you left me a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps other people to find this podcast and get the help that they need as well. You are amazing. Of course, I'm going to leave you with you are strong. You are smart. You are beautiful. You are a good friend to all. Have a good week. Catch you next time. Bye.